Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Dex! You guys might already hear him. He's Dex, come here. Come oh here, buddy. He might not stop over. Dex! Oh! Okay. All right. You <laughs> calm down. Calm down. Oh, he peed all over oh, us. Wow. Welcome in to episode 11 of the What's Right with Nick Wright podcast and YouTube show. Please like, rate, review, and subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms. And be on the lookout for every Sunday, the latest edition of our Top 50 Players of the Last 50 Years list, which is kind of a standalone series we are doing. We just released the episode that has players 48 through 44. Some great names on that list. Dennis Rodman on the list, Tiny Neal Archibald on the list. So check that out as well. But before we get to what we are talking about today, which will be a lot of the NBA playoffs, here is what we are not talking about today. What did not make the show today is some dude on the Reds who threw 102 miles per hour, Green Bay replacing Devontae Adams with Super Bowl champion Sammy Watkins and Brady's last touchdown ball, which wasn't the last touchdown ball because that was a sham retirement just to get to the Dolphins. That guy who paid the 518000 he ended up actually not having to pay the $518,000. Right now is when, though, I pivot to Demonze, and he typically tells me what we are talking about. But first, we have some explaining to do. Demonze is a Celtics fan. Why are you a Celtics fan? What's the, what's the genesis of your Celtics fandom? Um, I just loved when uh, the, the Ray Allen, Rondo, and yeah. Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce. I love that team. You love that team. Rondo was your favorite player. Now, you're not, as we will discuss in a moment, a big Kyrie Irving fan. People are going to think that is a Kyrie Irving Celtics jersey. It is not, however. That is a Nick Wright Celtics jersey. You don't know, however, how I got this. I was given this jersey by none other than total charlatan, politically disingenuous former NBA player, Ennis Cantor. Ennis Cantor, once upon a time, came on my television show, rubbed my head to see if my hair was real, a la Donald Trump, and then gave me this jersey. So it actually says right on the back, but we are going to call it a Peyton Pritchard jersey. Because Peyton Peyton Pritchard Pritchard. is number 11 for the Celtics. So you are a Celtics fan. You are not a Kyrie fan. I think we're probably starting with the Celtics. So good morning. Good to see you. What are we starting with? Uh, Let's start with the Nets and the Celtics. Yep. My Celtics. Uh, My guy Tatum hit a buzzer beater to end game one. Yep. Uh, I know you want to kill Brooklyn, but, you know, it's just one game and Katie isn't going to be that bad again. Okay. Uh, they might get Simmons back, and they only lost by one with Katie having a really bad game. So they actually shouldn't they actually feel pretty good about that? Yeah. So that's that, that's similar to what Chris Broussard said this morning, not the or on Monday morning, I should say, which is hey, they should feel good. Katie's not going to be that bad again, and they only lost by one. That's not how it works in the playoffs. First of all, Katie and Kyrie combined for sixty-two points on nearly fifty percent shooting. So while Katie won't be that bad. Kyrie won't be that good. They're going to combine for around 60 to 70 points per game. But every single moment in these playoffs, when the margins are this thin count, 
And no, you can't feel good about losing the game when you have a three-point lead with 45 seconds left and you give up two layups to lose. Boston gets a Jalen Brown layup, then they have a terrible possession, does Brooklyn on the other end, that ends in a Kevin Durant contested 27-footer, and then they give up another layup to lose the game. Boston didn't have to take a single jump shot to beat them. That's first of all. Second of all, and I've been hammering the coaching point all year, I will continue to hammer it. Either you don't have the roster of a team that has any chance to compete for a title, or your coach doesn't know what he's doing. What do I mean? After Kyrie hit that three at the end of the game, with 45 seconds left, put him up three, Boston called timeout. So Brooklyn then had the chance to put their very best defensive lineup on the court, the best five defenders they can come up with, and then, if they get a stop, call timeout themselves, put their best offensive lineup on the court. And you know who took the court? Kevin Durant, sure. Nick Claxton, good call. Bruce Brown, I don't know. Kyrie Irving and Goran Dragic. So either Steve Nash doesn't know what he's doing, or he does know what he's doing, and that's your best five defenders. And if your best five defenders, two-fifths of them, are 36-year-old Goran Dragic and Kyrie Irving, that's a problem. <laughs> And if you watch that, again, there's the second to last uh, offensive play for Boston. Boston, because they have a real coach and they have real continuity, all they do is they have whoever's Durant and Claxton are guarding. Those two guys set a screen for each other, 35 feet from the basket, draw Brooklyn's only two legitimate defenders all the way outside of the paint, and then Jalen Brown gets to go one-on-one on Bruce Brown. So that's a huge problem for them. And then also, and this is where I want to give Boston a ton of credit, the fact that they, they got that rebound off the Durant miss with 14 seconds left. Horford gets the rebound. He kicks it. Uh, I don't know if it was White or Pritchard, whoever was out there, who then kicks it to Brown, who kicks it to Smart, who finds Tatum. All five guys touch the ball. Boston doesn't call timeout. That is, a, like, that, that is a team that knows how to play together as opposed to a team that has two sensational offensive players, and that's it. And now quickly before, and we're going to spend time on this because this is the most interesting game of the weekend. Also, Durant's got to be better. Durant, Devontae, we were watching the very beginning of that game. We watched the whole thing, but in the very beginning of that game, how many times did Durant just have the ball taken from him? Just get bullied. I mean, he had half a dozen turnovers, and the, the first handful of them were the ball. He just wasn't ready for the physicality of the game. Boston's not going to stop that. The idea that Boston's been the number one defense in basketball for four months now. They're going to keep bringing that level of physicality. I don't think Brooklyn's ready for it. And Brooklyn now essentially has to win five out of seven. which Because they they had yesterday or Sunday's game one and they blew it. Okay, there's other stuff to talk about in this game. Now on the Kyrie. Yeah. We got the full Kyrie experience Sunday. He had 39, six, and five and multiple middle fingers. Yeah. Uh, then he said he was just matching Boston fans' energy after the game and said that there's only so much you can take. Uh, what do you think how fans treated him and how he reacted? All right, listen, I am not going to sit here and defend a Boston sports fan. I'm not. <laughs> that is not what I want to do. And I'm sure they were vulgar to him. I believe him on that. All right? And in general, fans, particularly Boston fans, have a bad rep. Utah Jazz fans have a bad rep. Utah Jazz? Yeah, particularly. That's a whole other story we can get into at some point. Philly fans have not the greatest rep. There there are certain arenas you know are going to be extra intense, if you will. With that said, 
of course you're not supposed to flip off the fans like those the and the thing with Kyrie I'm going to tell a quick story from me as a child and I don't know if you know the story or not and it's not going to make sense at the beginning but I'll bring it all together as I so often do okay so one time I was with my I was probably 8 years old and I was with my parents they were shopping for lights I was at a place called Rinson House of Lights in Kansas City. It's okay. giant, like almost Ikea-sized place that has like lights and chandeliers. It's family-owned, and there's a big, friendly dog yeah. who just like stays in the store and lays right. down. So while my parents are looking for lights, we were like, oh, you can pet the dog and play with the dog. And oh, about 10 minutes, do you know this story? Yeah, I think I'd be About I'd 10 do. minutes later, you hear the dog bark, and I'm crying, and I have two giant teeth marks on either side of my face like he bit my face like that and i'm i'm crying and i'm upset and the owners are so apologetic they're like oh my god nothing like this has ever happened and my dad calls <laughs> me over and is like what happened and i'm like i don't know i was petting him and what did i just kind of nonchalantly if you remember the story tell my dad i did do you remember did you grab him? Like you grabbed his tail or his... I put my finger up the dog's nose. Yeah. <laughs> I was a little kid and I put my finger up the dog's nose and he bit me. And I was horrified that he bit me. And the dog shouldn't have bit me. But I also shouldn't have been shocked that if I put my finger up the dog's nose that he might react poorly. In this analogy, Kyrie Irving is eight-year-old me and Celtics fans are the dog. Should they be calling him the P word and the B word? No. Should Kyrie be shocked by it? No. And Kyrie's woe is me. Why did? Why can't they get over it? Well, let's go through the, the quick history of this, okay? Kyrie gets to Boston. His first year there, he oddly skips out on even showing up for game seven of the playoffs, sitting on the bench. He's not with his team. Then next year, before the season starts, he holds all press conferences. He's like, oh, love to finish my career here if you'll have me. He immediately starts planning to go play with Kevin Durant. Gets caught talking to Kevin Durant about this at the All-Star game. Gets asked about it and is like, oh, my God. Friends can't talk with friends. What the hell are you guys talking about? By the way, sidebar, our young players are totally selfish, don't know how to win. They need to follow me. We then get to the playoffs. They have a good first round of the playoffs. Round two, they play Milwaukee. Kyrie is awful in that series and demands to guard Giannis. Giannis destroys him repeatedly, and then he immediately bounces. He then, last year in the playoffs, gets to Boston, or before that even, before he even gets to Boston, first game back in TD Garden, he's saging the arena. Yeah. Remember that? He's saging the arena. Then in the playoffs last year, he stomps on that stupid leprechaun's face, which, All again, right. I, I don't really care about that, but he did it. And then this game, he gives him the middle fingers repeatedly. And the whole time, he's like, why can't they move on? <laughs> what are you like, guys? We're just here to play basketball. Dude, have some accountability. And again, I think fans are out of line all the time. That's a different discussion. But stars in the league don't go around and flip people off. They just don't do it. I So much of Kyrie's own drama is self-inflicted. It's just exhausting. The, oh, why? I don't want to be a distraction for my team when so much of this is stuff he goes out of his way to do. So, yes, fans should treat people better. Kyrie also needs to be a little more like Kevin Durant, if you will, and a little bit less like eight-year-old Nick Wright. All right. <laughs>
What's next? We're, by the way, I don't think we're going to hit the clock today, but we're going to try. Probably not. But uh, the Suns cruised in game one yep. and looked as dominant as they did in the regular season. Yeah. Uh, Luka, meanwhile, might not never be 100% in this postseason. Yeah. So here's your chance to get off your whole Mavs to the finals take. Yeah. Okay, so listen, my Mavs to the finals pick had the caveat of if Luka's back by game three, I believe, I hope, I pray he'll be back by game three, I'm not getting off the maps of the finals take uh, because if he's not back by game three, then I'm allowed to pick another team. Oh, it was wow. all Luca base. I said that from the very beginning. What I will say about the Suns game, and I'm not going to mention any other names, any other people that may have won MVPs. What I will say is Chris Paul showed you what an MVP looks like. The guy who I said last year should have been the league MVP, Chris Paul in game one of that Suns series um, had 30 points. You know the last time Chris Paul scored 30 points? Game one of the finals last year. Went all year without scoring 30. It's almost like he could have been scoring a ton of points, and yet he picks his spots. He had 19 in the fourth quarter. He only scored more than 19 in a game 14 times all year. And it's like, oh, the best players pick up and lift their teams in the playoffs. I almost wish, I, I do my thing when it comes to MVPs. I'm not sure. Okay, we're almost out of time. Back, we are out of time. That's the buzzer. But we're gonna, we, have, we have a jaw topic, it looks like. Go ahead. What's last? Finally. Yeah. The most fun game of the weekend, Memphis and Minnesota. Yeah. Two of the youngest and most fun teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, this could be an epic series. Yeah. So if you have to build around, who are you choosing, Ja or Ant-Man? Oh, to, it, listen, it, to me, the answer is definitely Ja. Okay, like, I'm he, definitely going with Ant-Man. But how come? I just think he's more solid. You know, he's durable. Well, one hurt, he's playing. Okay, um, so that's a fair take. I do, I, I mean, Ja, in this game, there were like six times. I was like, oh, my God, he's going to be hurt. Yeah. And he's, he is thin, and he does hit the ground a ton. And Anthony Edwards is built like a truck. That right. part I agree with. I just think Ja's upside is league MVP. I think Ant-Man's top end is scoring champ. And so, well, I don't know what the hell that sound is. I think that's them telling us we got to go, or it's my <laughs> alarm system freaking out. I'm with Ja, you're with Ant-Man. We'll revisit in five years. We'll be right back. With Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals, you will be eating stress-free this spring. Each meal is chef-crafted, fresh, and dietitian approved More importantly, they are never frozen and ready to eat in just two minutes. Choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, including Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. Also, discover more than 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled up all day long. Try meals with premium ingredients like filet mignon, truffle butter, and shrimp. Restaurant-quality food that you do not have to prep, cook, or clean up. Delivered right to your doorstep. And if you need to change your deliveries, you can pause or reschedule whenever you like. Factor is your solution for fast and premium meals. Also, for the month of April, Factor is celebrating Earth Day all month long. Look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for our lowest carbon footprint meals. So, what are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash nickwright50 and use code nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code nickwright50 at factormeals.com slash nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box and 20% off your next. 
Fuel up fast, eat better, and get back to what you love doing this spring with Factor. I don't believe in Carl Anthony Towns either. <laughs> I mean, listen, he's obviously an excellent player, but I think this is year seven, and he just always feels a little soft to me. Yeah, like, and I don't they think could he... be amazing next year if he gets a little tougher because Anthony Edwards is a star. You're right about that. I mean, they have two number one picks that were no doubt number one picks. And this was, this is, it's like an unpopular year to have this Carl Anthony Towns take. It doesn't seem like he does great in the postseason either. Well, this is his second time ever. In, I mean, he's only ever been in the playoffs one other time, and that was the one year they had Jimmy. But, like, that's the thing is he has these amazing numbers. And before Anthony Edwards got there, it never translated to winning. I don't know. Is, I can't. Prove it. It's like if Anthony, Effort, Anthony Edwards can be good in the postseason, why can't Cat? And he was, by the way, he almost set the uh, record for most points ever in a player's postseason debut. Do you know who holds that record, by the way? Uh, is it LeBron? It's no, LeBron. it's wait, hold on. If it's not LeBron, and I'm bringing it up, who do you think it is? It's Kobe, huh? No, Luca. That's Luca. Luca, forty-two wow. in his first ever playoff game. Okay. Get healthy, Luca. So, so who Kobe, said somebody had 36? Like, Anthony Edwards had 36, oh I think, this weekend. Great. LeBron's, I think LeBron had a 30-point triple-double his playoff debut. I don't remember. Kobe was a teen and coming off the bench his first playoff game. So That's a good point. Yeah, so he, he wasn't the guy. But, uh, but it's Luka with 42. All right, I think we're ready for the B-Block. Demonze, excellent it. first segment. Even though I'm going to tell the audience something, we were rolling, we were fine. Demonze tripped over one word. He's become, he's got it. He's become such a diva. First of all, we haven't even discussed it. He got, he got his hair cut. He didn't say it was for the podcast, but I believe it was for the podcast. <laughs> He's like, oh, I want to look a little more professional. Damn near shaved his head. And then this time in the A block, we're rolling. He stumbles over one word. He's like, guys, 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 we got to pick up. We got to start. We got to start. Stop from there. See, gotta right? be fresh, you got to be sorry. fresh. Okay. Just... What are we doing here? Wild week for Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Says he wants to boo people in their cubicles. Yeah. Uh, rumors connecting him to the Pan Panthers. Uh -huh. Robbie Anderson says no to those, by the way. Yeah. Uh, he said he's motivated by the disrespect. Uh -huh. uh, he seems to have no fans left. Do you think we should jump in his corner? Well, I'm in his corner. I would love you to join me. Here's the thing. Baker is not great. But I would also feel disrespected if I were Baker. The Browns were 1-31 in the two years before he got there. Everyone just forgets this. Before Baker took over, there was a Bud Light promotion where there was a freezer or fridge of free beer that they were going to cut the chain off of once the Browns won a single game. And the first game of that promotion, the Browns tied. And they're like, can we open it? They didn't lose. They've lost 31 of the last 32. Baker gets there. Two of the four years, he's been good. Two of the four years, he's been bad. The two years he was bad, one. They had the worst coach maybe in NFL history in Freddie Kitchens. The other, he was injured. And they, and fine, they want to move on from him for Deshaun Watson because Deshaun on the field is excellent. I guess you can deal with that. But the way they've handled it, leaking that he's not an adult and then hey, not just releasing him so he can go find another team because they hope to get some sixth-round pick or some cap relief, I'd be angry if I were Baker too. So I don't blame Baker for feeling, feeling disrespected. I also really hope he doesn't end up with the Panthers. The Panthers are not any good. And Baker, if he ends up with the Panthers, I think this is, I mean, they just tried this with Sam Darnold. He's better than Sam Darnold. 
but the top three pick that didn't work out in this first place, the Panthers then taking a flyer on him. I don't. So I agree with Robbie Anderson, but for different reasons. Robbie Anderson wants a better quarterback. Robbie Anderson should be very happy he got the contract he got from the Panthers and not worry so much about who's coming in, especially since if Baker's not there, if, if, it's not like they have a better quarterback in-house in Carolina. Like, I, Baker would be the best quarterback they've had since Cam was healthy. And Cam's not, I mean, Cam's not that guy anymore. Darnold's obviously not that guy. Like, to me, it, the idea that Robbie Anderson's taking shots at Baker Mayfield, give me a break. But I really hope Baker ends up with the Steelers. I think that's a perfect fit for him. It allows him to try to get some revenge on Cleveland. The Steelers have stability. They have defense. They have all the things that I think Baker can succeed with. And I think at time, there was a time where Baker's stock was probably a little too high. At this point, I think it's a little too low. I would be fine with paying Baker Mayfield $18 million a year or $18 million for one year as a tryout, as you know, to kind of test the waters, if you will. So yeah, I am a Baker fan. I've liked him. I think that you know, he tried to play through injury and it ended up costing him a ton of money. And I don't like how the Browns have handled this whole situation. All right, time now for a game. A little this or that. Demonze, kick us off, please. Most interesting comeback. 48-year-old Terrell or Owens. Yep. Or the Warriors' death line. Oh, it's the... I, I'm not interested in anything T.O. related. Did I ever tell you? I don't think I ever told you this. I guess I am a little... In, I'll talk to Warriors in a moment. I'm a little interested in one thing T.O. related which is like four years ago when he was getting jerked around by the NFL Hall of Fame, I went on television and I was like, listen, he's obviously a, should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't care that he was a jerk. He's one of the five or six best receivers ever by any metric. Like, give me a break here. T.O. somehow got my phone number, called me, and basically thanked me for like 45 minutes. Called oh, why me. am I just I, out here? Man, I, I don't know. I think you were in college. Like, I, I don't remember where I was when I got the phone call. I know I was on a long drive and I got some <laughs> phone call from uh, some. It Did showed he sound up on a my. Little drunk? What? You sound a little drunk? No, he was, it was the middle of the day. Yeah. It's the middle of the day. And he was so, like, he was so appreciative of it. But then he also just, like, went on, like, a long kind of rambling defense of his career but i was already defending his career right. like he just wanted to like talk like, to somebody and i'm like hey i'm you, happy buddy. for you buddy like i'm with you um but i'm not interested in potential to comebacks i am interested in the warriors the warriors right now they I, they again we're recording right before game two of warriors uh nuggets and god knows listen the Nuggets could crush him because the Nuggets have the best player in the league. They have the soon-to-be two-time MVP, one of the greatest <laughs> players ever. So God knows, game one was an aberration, and the Nuggets should, you know, at the very least, make this thing go seven games since they have clearly far and away the best player on the court. And the Warriors, meanwhile, were so unconcerned with the Nuggets, they didn't even start Steph Curry. He was on a pitch <laughs> count or a minutes count, and Jordan Poole ended up scoring 30. But the Warriors, they looked scary at the beginning of the year when they were healthy. Yeah. They then, but they weren't even really healthy because Clay wasn't out. Right. Then Clay came back and then Draymond was out. And then when Draymond came back, Steph was out. And so now they're all three potentially back. Plus, Jordan Poole has been a damn revelation. So, yeah, I think the Warriors are. I, you asked me earlier about me adjusting my Western Conference Finals pick. 
My pick is the Mavs if Luka's back by game three. If he's not, I'm a West, I don't know what I'm going. I'm a, I'm a Western Conference finalist free agent. Okay. I get to survey the landscape, but the Warriors right now look pretty impressive. All right, what's next? Word. Stranger protests. Kyler demanding an extension or Timberwolves fans gluing and chaining themselves to the court. Okay, so Timberwolves fans are mad at Timberwolves owner Glenn Taylor and like his chicken farms or something. Uh, I'm more interested in the Kyler. Obviously, the stranger ones are the people gluing themselves to the court and chaining themselves to the rim. That's stranger. But the more interesting is Kyler. I don't know what leverage Kyler thinks he has. There have been, in the last handful of years, five guys that after year three got quarterbacks, top five picks, that after year three have gotten big extensions. Mahomes, no doubter. Josh Allen, I didn't think he was a no-doubter, but he got it and has been great. Deshaun Watson, on the field, no-doubter. And then Wentz and Goff, total disaster. Wentz and Goff were total disasters, and they had both accomplished more than Kyler has up to this point in his career. Kyler's the smallest full-time starting quarterback we've ever seen. He keeps getting hurt, and he keeps tailing off at the end of the year. I am not, when he's got two years left on his deal, was the number one pick of the draft, so he's not in a situation like Lamar's in. Lamar's rookie deal was four years, nine million total. Kyler's is four years, nine million per year, and his fifth-year option is like around thirty million bucks. I and the idea that Kyler Kyler's going to sit out a season, really? He's going. I don't think he has leverage. If I were Arizona, I'd be like Kyler, you're coming back, buddy, flatly. <laughs> like you, we're not extending you. Right now, so I don't. I just think Kyler's getting bad advice, and I would. I understand why he wants to get paid right now, but I. Lamar didn't get a deal after year three. Lamar had won a league MVP and had won a playoff game. Kyler's not done either; hasn't come close to either. So I'm not sure what the end game here is. And they're not going to trade him, and they're not going to give him a new deal, and he's not going to sit out the season. I think Kyler's getting bad advice. All right, what's next? More passive-aggressive LeBron tweet. Retweeting Kuzma about the Heat or praising Ty Lue? Oh, I think it's the praise of Ty Lue. When he's saying the Heat, he talked about the Heat developing players. One thing I will give the Lakers credit for, they did a good job in developing players. They developed Caruso. They helped develop Kuzma. Those guys were not you know, lottery picks. So I don't think that was that passive-aggressive. The Ty Lue thing is definitely passive aggressive. And now Ty Lue, they ended up blowing that fourth quarter lead. Poor Clippers. Paul George's health and safety protocols, they're out. But regardless, I mean, LeBron gets to just be right about that. He wanted them to hire Ty Lue. They interviewed Ty Lue, and they offered him the job. But they offered him a paltry salary and not enough years. And so the Lakers end up going with Frank Vogel. Ty Lue then goes to the Clippers and proves to be one of the very best coaches in the sport. So, yeah, like, that's passive-aggressive, but it is also accurate. All right, what's left? We might actually hit the clock this second. This would be amazing. we got a minute left. What's next? Dog with better media training. Yeah. The dog from Baker's podcast or our guy Dexter. Oh, okay. Well, that's, yeah. So, I don't think that was Baker's dog, but he's sprawled out on the couch, spread eagle. And this is, well, two things. One is. So look at this. And Wilds made this point on the show. Baker 
You need better people around you, man, well, to tell you the couch. Your, the couch and the dog. Like your first public appearance can't be with this dog with his ass on the ground and his genitals in the air. Hey, like you just can't. That just can't be. With that said, I still think he's better behaved than our dog. Let's Deanna, Danielle, somebody let Dexter out. Wow. Let's see if somebody let Dexter out of the, the bathroom, please. So our dog. Is did you guys open the door? Sorry. Okay, just let Dexter just open the door and let's see what he does. Dexy boy, come here. Watch this. Watch this lunatic. Dex, you guys might already hear him. He's Dex. Come here. Come oh here, buddy. God. He might knock stuff over. Dex. Oh. Okay. All right. You <laughs> calm down. Calm down. Oh, he peed all over oh, us. Wow. Oh. Oh my God. Calm down. Where are you going? Oh, he's knocking everything over. Dexter. 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 No. Okay. Well, no, I was just trying to show them. See, this guy's all a lunatic. Over the bar. He peed all over my new sweatsuit. I just took him out. Now he's biting me. This he's a maniac. He's a crazy panda bear. Look at this guy. Oh, but you are a good boy. You are a good boy, Dexter. This is why you subscribe on YouTube. I don't know if this is very good for the audio listeners, but now he's biting me again. But this is a great dog. You're a very good boy, even though you're an idiot. We'll be right back. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back and their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless from researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience. Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Yeah, no, he peed everywhere. He pees, he has like, they call it like excitement, like incontinence. Whenever he gets excited, he just pees on himself. All right, welcome back in. Final segment, What's Right with Nick Wright show and podcast and YouTube show, episode number 11. Usually in this final segment, Demonze catches me off guard. Today, I actually kind of want to talk something sports-related. I'm going to catch you off guard a little bit, which is you and I need to go to either game three or game four of Nets, Celtics, and Brooklyn. We should go. But here's what, just to put a pin in, and we don't, there's, I want to talk about the Kyrie stuff a little more. You know who's actually getting a pass or something of a pass and very lucky Kyrie did the middle fingers nonsense? Yeah. It's Durant. Because Durant was really bad. Yeah. Durant was really bad in that game, and nobody seems to care. And, and I mean, not he's not getting crushed for it. Now, you're allowed to have a bad game, 
But when the Nets' entire plan is KD and Kyrie both be brilliant, that's how we can overcome things. And Kyrie was brilliant. Durant was 9 of 24 with a half dozen turnovers. That's a problem. But set that. by the way, that actually I just realized, that means Durant's 9 of his last 30 in the playoffs because he did go 0 for 6 in that game 7 overtime at home. The game, everyone's like, oh, if his foot wasn't on the line. Yeah, if his foot wasn't on the line in regulation. And then in overtime, if he had made a single <laughs> shot instead of going 0 for 6. But no, you never talk bad about Kevin Rand. You know, he's a god. I'm a peasant. I know these things. But to the point, Demonze, I'm just curious. If we go to Barclays, and let's say you wear that Celtics jersey, and I'm just me. Do you think we'll get heckled a little bit by the crowd there? Yeah. 100%, right? We, we definitely get some side eyes at the very least. At the very least, but maybe even people shout at us, right? Yeah. Could you see a scenario where people maybe even curse at me? Could you see that happen? Potentially. Yeah. yeah. How do you think Fox, the good people at Blue Duck Media <laughs> who run this thing, would be if I reacted the way Kyrie did? If every time somebody said something to me at Barclays, I just gave him one of these. I don't know if they have to blur this or not, but they gave him one of those. <laughs> if somebody said, Nick Wright, you suck, and I say what Kyrie said, and I say it back, they're like, hey, you know what I mean? I'm just giving it back to him. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, I'm here for the I, I'm here for the well, smoke. Uh-huh. I don't know. I mean, that is kind of, I understand that you're the one in like the public eye and like you have the following or whatever, but at the end of the day, like, you know, everybody's human. So it's like the heckling, it comes to a point to where it's like, it's, it's not basketball. Like you're coming at me as another human being, but I understand like yeah. the middle finger might be a bit much. I, I, I and it that. also depends on like what it is that they're saying. Like Kyrie, you suck. I feel like doesn't, no, and then he said that they called him the B word and the P word. I understand that. That that listen, if 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 my dad were at the game last night, I'm like, hey pops, how was the game? He was like, it was amazing. I kept calling Kyrie Irving a b until he flipped me <laughs> off. I'd be mortified. Like you're 70 years old, stop it. Like that. Of course, it's embarrassing behavior by the fans. But what Kyrie doesn't seem to quite get is this. In an odd way, it is that level of passion that is why the NBA is as popular as it is and people and the players make as much money as they do because people are irrational about this specific form of entertainment. They care that much about it. That doesn't excuse the behavior. And I think in general, most fan behavior a lot of times is reprehensible. But the guys have learned over their careers, the stars to understand, there's 20,000 people in this arena. If 1% of them are total jackasses and another 1% are just hammered, that's 400 people that could be out of line at any given time. So reacting to it is not in my interest. All the other stars seem to get it. And so, and I understand Kyrie gets it. What? Tell me. No, uh, no, I, I, no, 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 I, that was bad. I was going to say something about Patrick Beverly, but that's not really his problem. No, his problem's not with the fans. His yeah, problem, no. his problem is just with with skill level. His problem <laughs> is with not being a good enough basketball player. That's today's show.